Hey, hey, hey. This is Lisa A., and you're listening to Who's That Star on LCC Connect at Lansing Community College. Who's That Star is a behind-the-scenes show where I sit down and talk with the employees at the college. This is an inside look at LCC where you will have a chance to learn about their passions, projects, what inspires them both at work and in their personal lives. I'm your host, Lisa Alexander. I'm so excited to get a chance to talk to all the people who make LCC great. This show is for you to get to know the people that work at Lansing Community College a little bit more and see what makes them tick. Are you ready? Okay, let's go see who's today's star. I'm so excited to have today's guest on Who's That Star. She is someone I have known for quite a while, and she is motivational. Her care and concern for her community is evident in all she does. She wants her community to thrive, and I love working with her. This star received her Bachelor's of Science degree from Western Michigan University, her Master's of Arts and Education, and Doctorate in Educational Leadership from Oral Roberts University. Before coming to LCC, this star worked for 14 years in human resource management for the city of Lansing and state of Michigan. Additionally, she spent 10 years in the classroom and overseeing K-12 programs and activities. Our star is currently the Associate Vice President, AVP, for all college developmental activities and for federal, state, and local government relations, including all legislative issues and policies affecting Lansing Community College. As AVP, she oversees the college's clearinghouse for educational resource development grants and has direct responsibilities for the Lansing Community College Foundation. Under the supervision of the president and in conjunction with the executive leadership, she also provides leadership, supervision, and coordination for all community relation activities of the college. Our star maintains and enhances the college's relationship with and visibility within businesses and communities-based organizations to assist in carrying out the mission of the college and objectives of our stakeholders. This star also manages post-secondary credit options offered by LCC and oversees the process for assisting school districts to seamlessly transition students to LCC. Her most important role is that of wife, mother, and grandmother. She's been married to Michael for 43 years, and they have one daughter, Sydney, and a 17-year-old grandson, Caleb. Okay, are you guys as excited as I am to meet today's star? Drum roll, please. Today's star is Dr. Tony Glasgow. Hey, hey, hey. Tony. Lisa A. I'm so excited to have you here. Oh, girl, I love that music. Thank you. Thank you. That Juliana picked that, so Woo. I can't take credit for that. But I, I think it's kind of makes me feel excited and gets people in a good positive mood. Absolutely. And I I love your 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 radio name, your stage name. Lisa Lisa A. A. <laughs> Woo, that is really cool. Thank you, Tony. I appreciate it. I'm I'm excited to have you. I feel like you're a person that if anybody spend any significant amount of time, they'll understand 
what a joy that is because you you try to help a lot of people. You give a lot of knowledge in the amount of time that people get to spend with you. And so I really feel like it's an exciting day here on Who's That Star to have you on. So thank you for coming. Thank you for asking me. I feel so special. This is the highlight of my day. Oh, Of everything I'm going to do today before I found out that my wayfinding schedule is tomorrow and not today. Oh, okay. This was my second most enjoyable appointment, but now it's number one. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Wayfinding. It's about the people. It's about the people. It is. Mm. Well, let's get started. So the first question Can you tell me a little bit about who you are and what is important to your life right now? Absolutely. And, you you know, bios are a two-edged sword because I get bored listening to all that that stuff Mm -hmm. about me because, really, I'm about people. That's my passion. Uh, Since that bio was sent to you, I've had an opportunity just last Friday to celebrate my 44th Anniversary. Anniversary. Wow, congratulations. That's what's important to me. Thank you. And it's taken me a while. So a shout out to all the women who have held it down and you've gone to school while you parented and you worked full time. Sound like Lisa A to me. (laughs) Shout out to you. Find the balance. Yes. What's important to me is my husband of 44 years who held it down while I did everything you just talked about. And my 17-year-old grandson, who is a joy and the reason, part of the reason, my big why, I'm on the Grand Ledge School Board. Oh, yeah. Because he's a Grand Ledge high school student. And I want to make a difference, not just for him, but all students. And my amazing daughter, our daughter has held it down. Yes. And has been an amazing mom. Those are the things that give me my why. Mm. And every day I wake up, may sound a little bit like Pollyanna, but this is no lie. I love LCC. I love my job. I love working with people like Lisa A. Oh, well, thank you. I'm going to pay you that $5 later. No, Sounds good. (laughs) Well, (laughs) tell me about your work here at LCC. Like, what are your roles? And you have a lot of them. I tell you, um, I do. And I've learned some valuable lessons. People will allow you to do what you have a passion to do. That's been my experience. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I understand that's not everybody's experience. Lisa, I'm looking at you, this amazing opportunity with um, this radio. Right, yes. And it's probably been a passion of yours. Yes. And you've evolved. I've always known you as an academic advisor and a social worker, and you do a fantastic job. Thank you. My journey here at LCC has been amazing, even with all of the challenges. Right. There are always challenges. I came here to direct one program. Then I was allowed to do things like career and technical education and secondary Perkins. That helped build my portfolio. Mm -hmm. I then had an opportunity to leave the college because we phased out. We eliminated Star Institute. Wouldn't you know it? 
we worked in the community, and then we developed the High School Diploma Completion Initiative. Okay. I believe that's when we met. Yes. And the college said, stay, direct it. And I thought, mm, okay. And then they allowed me to help with the early college yeah. when we created that 12, 13 years ago. Yes. All under the umbrella of K-12. Right. My middle name is Community. I love this community. Mm -hmm. And it's not just Lansing. It's the greater Lansing area. It's Grand Ledge. It's Owasso. It's Clinton County. It's Eaton County. Yeah. And when I had an opportunity to apply for the position I'm in now, I've been doing this stuff along with K-12 for eight years. Oh, wow. It had my name on it because I love people. Collaboration is natural for me. Mm -hmm. When I was asked if I could advocate and lobby for the college, I said, why wouldn't I? We've got an excellent product. Right. We have open access for people who never thought they would be able to go to college. Can I raise money? Because that's <laughs> part of my responsibility as well. Yeah. I never thought that I would be one to ask for money. Ooh, you can't shut me up now. <laughs> Working with Kathy Zell and her team, I am not ashamed to sit at any table, talk to anybody, make a connection why they should give to LCC and our students. Right. Grants, I don't have a problem because I have a great grants coordinator who works with me, and we have great teams mm -hmm. that will... Take on the extra work when they have to, because you know grants are no joke. Exactly. Whether it's TRIO or we're um, going after a C campus grant or um, grant money for workforce development, it's a lot of work. Mm -hmm. But I've not had anybody slack on the work, and that's because they understand how it's going to benefit students, benefit our employees, and benefit this college. Hey, that's our, what I do every day. Hey, that's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and you put it so nicely. I but love it. It's so much that you really do and so many hats that you wear. You know, um, with that being said, what do you like most about what you do here? All, all those things that you said, uh -huh. what do you like most about it? Lisa, there was a time I would have said K-12. Because, you know, that's my heart. Mm -hmm. Fourth grade teacher. I worked for Lansing School District, uh, Star Institute, all that high school stuff. And, and I do. I, I love it. But I've got a capable team. Mm -hmm. We've got more resources now in K-12 than we've ever had. And so my passion and what I've turned my focus to is how we can more strategically be part of this community. And that is my new love okay. of everything I do. And I love it all. Making sure that we're connecting with the community. When I'm sitting around tables and I hear things like, we need more nurses, we need more healthcare workers, and this is how we're planning on doing. Mm -hmm. I'm the first one to raise my hand and say, have you thought about our health and, and human services area. How familiar are you with reconnect? Right. Bringing all futures for frontliners, mm -hmm. making sure I can't do all the work, 
but I can make sure that LCC has a seat at the table, and then we have the subject matter experts like you, because oh. we've worked together on Futures and Reconnect, yes. are at the table making the work happen on a day-to-day basis. I look good because of people like you. Well, thank you. Well, we look good and the college look good because you represent us well. Thank you. You do an excellent job. So you talked about what you like the most. You talk about what's passionate. Mm-hmm. you know, the passion that you have for the community and people. What are some life lessons you have had to learn the hard way? Well, Lisa, you you know a few of them because we go way back. I, I've had to learn that in pursuing excellence, mm-hmm. I am not driving people. Okay. I'm shepherding them. I'm leading them. Mm-hmm. I'm working side by side with them. Mm-hmm. Sometimes in my zeal, I have become too parental, mm-hmm. and I want things sometimes more than the person, whether it's the employee or the student. Mm-hmm. And then I get into that driving mode. Right. My heart is in the right place. It is. But if my actions don't line up, I've had to learn to let the student and the employee be the navigator of their own destiny. Right. And I just need to come alongside them, behind them, in front of them, but never above them. Right. To help them get there. And if they're not ready, no judgment. Yes. I just have to step back and be there when they're ready. And and I think that that's like excellent, right? Like, because you see the potential in people that they may not necessarily see in themselves. Yeah. So you're encouraging, you want them to have that passion and that drive. And it's not that they necessarily don't, it's just, they're not there yet. Right. And so, and that's why I think that you're a good mentor, because I think that recognizing that and understanding that people are where they are, but with your insight and support, you can help move them along. That's like the best gift that you can give somebody. Yes. And so I really, I mean, I think that's something that you had to learn, but Mm -hmm. now, Oh, so many people are going to benefit from that. And so I I do, I know that I just know that you are excellent at what you do and you believe in the process Mm -hmm. and you want people to understand that. And I think that, you know, that's a great thing. And I think that you do that excellently. So I just, I want you to know that I appreciate the love and mentoring that Mm -hmm. you've put into me and you've modeled wonderful behavior. Thank you. So that way I can see like, Oh, you know, yep. I remember Tony, dynamic speaker first of all I went to first time I seen her in one of these presentations she had everybody engaged the students were like eyes open just looking but the things that you were telling it was not the big high level things to be successful it's like timeliness your tools, the things that you need to do. And so mm-hmm. I, I could talk about you. I already said this was going to be too hard for me not to um, <laughs> do this. But my next question is, like, do you volunteer at all? If you do, why do you do it? And what do you gain from it? Great question. Yes, I love volunteering. My, my challenge is because so much of what I do 
on a day-to-day basis. And sometimes it's seven days a week because we have community mm-hmm. engagement activities. That has turned into my volunteer work. Right. And so I would love to take shout out advantage of the eight volunteer hours we're allowed as employees each year. Get out there, LCC. We are starting to pull together resources for folks who may not know the opportunities we have in the community. And so work with Crystal Ray. We snuck an article into the star concerning an upcoming tour. I probably have upwards to 12 individuals who immediately reached out and said, yes, I'd like to go on the tour. And we're hoping that employees will see Crystal Ray Mm -hmm. as a viable place to volunteer. Um, I gave blood up until a few uh, months ago uh, because, you know, the body changes. Right. And they've let me know that season is over for me, but that is a great way to volunteer. I volunteer at my church. Mm. I do a lot of work with students who are in the foster care system. Oh, yeah. That's that's my passion as well. Fostering stars. Yes. Because that could have been me. Mm -hmm. And so I'm very careful to do a better job of managing my time. Um, Because you can't give so much of yourself away that you don't have anything left for yourself. And what are we what are we always told? Put the oxygen mask on yourself first. Exactly. So then you can help people. Juneteenth, um, Black Girls Day of Play. All of those are opportunities for me to volunteer and be there and give service. Yeah, because you're on that Juneteenth committee because mm-hmm. I was here for the opening yes. this time. And so it was really nice. And the uh, committee does a great job with the scholarship and the programming for that weekend. So Absolutely. Well, since you're so busy, you do everything, helping everybody. What do you do for fun? Oh, Lisa, Lisa, I do know how to have fun. <laughs> Most people see me as kind of serious when I'm in work mode. But when I'm in walk around mode, like my wayfinding, Mm -hmm. shout out to arts and sciences because I was right in front of their building. I was dancing and smiling at the students. I love spending time with people, Mm -hmm. just watching them. Right. Every year, and, and more so now that we are on this side of COVID, I don't like to say it's over, but we're on this side. I travel. I go on two missionary trips, and it's volunteer. Oh, wow. It, it, you know, we have to raise our own money. Mm-hmm. I love to leave the country and learn about other cultures. And so I'm on my way to Indonesia. That's fun. We're working, but it's still fun. Yeah. I'll be going to Africa, Ghana. Um, after the first of the year. Wow. 20, yes, I love travel. I didn't even know you did that. Ooh, I've been doing it for over 20 years. Is this through your church or is it an organization? Yep. Okay. It's through my church, but you remember Terrence, mm-hmm. Terrence King. Yes. He just got back from a trip um, in Africa. There are so many groups. Stan Parker mm-hmm. from MSU, mm-hmm. you know, Pastor Parker. Yeah. He also coordinates trips 
um, to Africa primarily, sister cities. There are so many opportunities within the greater Lansing area for people to go and study abroad. Dr. Willie Davis. Yeah, I know. Always mm-hmm. coordinating things. And you learn so much. You do. You learn how to, hopefully, if you're open, to stop looking at everything through the Western eyes. Right. And you learn to appreciate how other people live. And in many cases, they live the way they do because they have no other choice. Right. Don't get it twisted. Mm -hmm. I truly believe that the United States of America, with all of our flaws, is the best nation to live in because of so many opportunities. I agree. But let's not segregate ourselves. Let's not forget there's a whole nother world out there. And if you don't feel as if you should go, that's okay. You can support others as they go. So don't let a student tell me that they're getting ready to to go abroad. I don't care whether it's $10 or $20. Somehow I'm going to support them because I'm then going with them. Yes. So, yeah, that, that's what I love to do. Jazz, concerts. I love to exercise. Yes, go I to see the you walking. You was walking. I remember. 11,000 steps yesterday. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I used to see you. I would walk on um, Aurelius when you used yeah. to live over that way. I'd be like, oh, there goes Tony. <laughs> She's moving again. Well, I want to ask you what's something that you're really proud of? You have a lot to be proud of, but what's something you're really proud of and why? I have to take it back to family. I I really do. I am so proud of our daughter. Mm -hmm. I am so proud of the woman that she has become. And I'm not going to tell her story. She's a lot more private than I am because, you know, I just lay it all out there. (laughs) But I am am so proud of the legacy that her grandparents and my husband and I have left her. Hmm. We have been so fortunate. And I'm not talking about legacy in terms of money. That that's that's fine. But I'm talking about legacy in terms of seeing what a hard worker she is. Mm-hmm. I got that from my daddy. Yes, I remember. What 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 a person of excellence she is. Mm-hmm. What what a person of honesty and integrity. Oh yeah. She is. That makes me proud. And then I see that in our grandson, Caleb, Caleb. as well. I'm proud of the fact that we have programs that have continued on even if the actual program has not continued. Just because the Star Institute is no longer in operation, Mm -hmm. at least I see the students all the time. Mm -hmm. And now they are successful and working and companies are starting their own businesses. And there have been so many um, seeds that have grown into adults who are making a difference Sometimes I don't even remember which program they're from. (laughs) They're part of so many. I just give them a big smile and tell them I'm glad to see you. Because I recognize them. You know, you've seen hundreds, thousands of students and advised them. I am proud of the fact that LCC has created so many things that have had 
a lasting impact on this community. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Well, I got a couple more questions. I could go on. Like, we could have a part two of this, and I may have to bring you back. But I wanted to um, ask you, what's one thing that can instantly make your day better? Oh, my God. Seeing you at the door with a big old smile on your face. <laughs> I, I love smiles. I do. And and if I get a smile from, from a person, it instantly makes my day better. If I ask a person, you know, how are you doing? I always linger. Mm-hmm. I want to I know the answer. For real. Yeah. And if they are having a bad day and they feel comfortable enough sharing that with me, and that could be anyone. Right. I I keep a couple of dollars in my pocket because of the people who walk up and down Washington Square. I don't know what their stories are. Mm -hmm. And a couple of dollars isn't going to save their life. Mm -hmm. But it may make a difference and put a smile on their face. And when they say to me, God bless you, I can tell you are a good person. Yes. That puts a smile on my face and makes my day. We should not be respecters of people. Whether I go into Sultan's and they ask me, how's Dr. Robinson? Because they know I'm down there. That's important and that puts a smile on my face. At the same time, when somebody tells me they're, they're homeless, they just got put out of the temporary housing they were in, I'm going to do something right. to encourage them just as the people who talk to me about our high-level leaders mm-hmm. are making mention of them to recognize them, we should recognize everyone in some way. That puts a smile on my face and makes for a better day. I mean, I really, I, I want to end there because I think that that's just a perfect way to end this interview. You put a smile on my face and a lot of other people's faces, um, the help that you do for our community and the people that want to make a difference and do something, you're a resource. And so I thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to come on Who's That Star today. And I just want you to continue to do the great work that you're doing. I will, Lisa. Thank you. All right, everybody. I'm glad that you were here to hear Miss Tony talk today because it's a it's a it's a real treat and I don't I don't even know how to end it. I'm just excited. I really <laughs> feel like you guys have gotten to listen to somebody that cares about our community and wants to help people. I'll be glad to have you come back next time on Who's That Star? You've been listening to Who's That Star? I'm Lisa A., and you can listen to this episode of Who's That Star and other shows from LCC Connect anytime online at lccconnect.org. Thank you for listening. Catch me next time to find out Who's That Star? Featuring the staff, faculty, students, and others that help to make Lansing's Premier College what it is today. You're listening to LCC Connect. To find out more about our featured programs or to listen on demand, visit us at lccconnect.org. LCC Connect. Voices. Vibes. Vision.
If you're considering returning to school, exploring career options, or needing support in life transitions, Lansing Community College has the Adult Resource Center available to qualified students. The Adult Resource Center staff provides one-on-one -on -one appointments, registration assistance, referrals to community and campus resources, tuition and childcare grants, academic advising, and other helpful tools to help with your educational career. To find out more information, visit lcc.edu and search Adult Resource Center. On the success scenario, we meet and hear from current LCC students who face adversity, why they chose LCC, and how they turn their situation into a successful one. Definitely now after second semester, my self-confidence is up there. I can do this and I can do this well. Age has nothing to do with it. Like I told you before, I have, the, I have notes from that first meeting and it was, take your age out of it. You deserve to be here. You belong here. I'm Dustin Abrego. The Success Scenario is a program dedicated to inspiring students towards a path of success. You can listen to this episode and past episodes anytime online at lccconnect.org. Vision loss is not something that you feel until it happens. Most people lose their vision from diseases like macular degeneration and glaucoma, not at birth. With macular degeneration, you lose your central vision. You have a blind spot right in the center of your face, so I can't actually see your face. So even that little circle in which I could see became a big blur. I was 65 when I first was diagnosed with glaucoma. There were no symptoms. I had no headaches. Three million Americans have glaucoma, and half don't even know it. 11 million people in the United States have macular degeneration. You lose mobility, independence, changes your entire life. So many eye disorders can be treated if caught early. My husband tells me that I have beautiful brown eyes, and I don't want to lose that. Make a plan today to get your eyes checked. Visit brightfocus.org to learn more. Lansing Community College welcomes transfer students. Transfer students may apply prior credits toward their LCC degree, certificate, or transfer program. Learn more at lcc.edu slash youbelong. LCC. Connect. Voices. Vibes. Vision. This is Amy Wagonar from the Historical Society of Michigan with a Michigan History Moment. A walk in most cemeteries will bring sights of markers, shrines, and statues, usually made from marble or granite. But in some cemeteries in Michigan, the landscape is dotted with light blue-gray metal monuments. Those memorials are a bit different than their stony counterparts. They are made from white bronze and were produced and sold by the Monumental Bronze Company of Bridgeport, Connecticut and several subsidiary firms beginning in the 1870s. White bronze is an alternate name for pure zinc, one of the elements in bronze. John Eakins of Detroit was an early sales agent for the metallic monuments and went on to establish the Detroit Bronze Company in 1881 as the first regional subsidiary of monumental bronze. At that time, the number of white bronze grave markers being erected in cemeteries throughout Michigan began to increase through the work of a number of sales agents. The primary selling points were the indestructible nature of the material and the low cost. White bronze would not wear away with wind and erosion, 
unlike many sandstone and marble monuments, and it would not rust. And the cost was a fraction of that for stone monuments of similar size and design. Even though white bronze was marketed as indestructible, it could be damaged by falling tree limbs, clumsy groundswork, vandalism, and structural instability. In addition to cemetery markers, Civil War memorials were a significant portion of the company's business. A prime example is the Soldier's Monument in downtown Grand Rapids. Erected in 1885, that shrine was a significant accomplishment of the Kent County sales agent, H. Wright Green. Green was one of the most energetic of the company's sales agents in Michigan as can be witnessed in the unusual number of white bronze monuments that can be found throughout his sales territory. Ashley Cemetery in Grattan Township is the resting place of the Green family and other relatives. That cemetery is a veritable showroom of the variety of white bronze monuments then available. Although the Monumental Bronze Company and its subsidiaries have been out of business for a century now, some white bronze artifacts have turned up, such as a catalog, trade cards, and a miniature headstone once used as a salesman's sample. This Michigan History Moment was brought to you by michiganhistorymagazine.org. Examining the issues and topics that affect our lives from the local level to the world stage. Listen to the programs of LCC Connect anytime at lccconnect.org. LCC Connect. Voices. Vibes. Vision. Massage therapy can be an effective method to combat stress and anxiety. It can also be helpful for injury treatment and prevention. The Lansing Community College Massage Therapy Clinic is open to the public and provides the opportunity for students to learn. Visit lcc.edu massage for more information. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm -mm. Text and catch the bus. Text and miss your stop. Wait, 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 wait. Text and be late to work. Sorry, I'm late. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. <clears throat> Who, me? Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. <sighs> Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Ugh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. The Lansing Community College Foundation provides scholarships that make education possible, change students' lives, and uplift our community. Students may apply for scholarships November 1st through January 31st. Learn more at lcc.edu scholarships. LCC. Connect. Voices. Vibes. Vision. 
It's time for Stars on Sports, a podcast radio show dedicated to sharing stories about our athletic program at Lansing Community College. LCC Athletics has a strong tradition. 23 national championship wins. Over 170 All-Americans. 19 MCCAA All-Sports trophies. Stars on Sports will introduce you to individuals that have contributed to our program's success and give you the backstory on what it takes to develop it. We'll also dive into and break down the topics and issues facing athletic departments across the nation and right here at LCC. This is Stars Stars on Sports. Hello and welcome to another episode of Stars on Sports. I'm joined by our assistant AD, Stephen Cutter. And today, Stephen, we're going to be talking about surprises. Um, As we record this episode, we're getting ready to start another academic and athletic year. We're actually starting an athletic year today. You know, just in this business, you try and prepare for everything and you can't always prepare for everything. And, you know, we started the conversation before we started recording this podcast about just where we're at as we start a new year and how busy it is and things thrown at us and you know, I was sharing with Adelian and Stephen that I don't like surprises. Even my family knows that I don't like surprises. My wife won't surprise me. She'll te- she wants to hold something off, but she ends up telling me part of it because she can't keep a secret. But the other part is she knows I don't want to show up and and be surprised. And I think that stems from my job, just because um, when you host events, you just want to. I want to be prepared for everything. And he's. Anything that goes wrong, I want to have a plan for. And that's not always the case. And, you know, we've seen some significant emergency incidences in the past at athletic or other events. But surprises are, are you know, something we deal with every day. And, you know, I was sharing with, you know, coming into the day, you, I, I try and plan out my day. I worked hard to putting a, you know, scheduling thing that I got to get done for the day on my calendar. I used to just write a to-do list, but now I try and schedule them. But you know, this week things were thrown at me before I even got in and didn't get to anything that I, that I had on my list. So I think that's all part of why I don't like surprises. But you made a, an interesting comment regarding positive or negative surprises. Yeah, I think in general, people just don't really like surprises. Sometimes they do if they're if they benefit themselves. But surprises really come down to change and it might change your schedule it might change your day your hour whatever it might be and 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 once again in general people aren't really liking change you know we we don't generally like change and we generally don't like surprises but more importantly what happens when with you when you do get one of those surprises when the gym lights go off and and you don't know how to you know i i think you experienced one earlier this year when we were renting a gym that the the fire you know alarm went off and then and then you don't necessarily know how to turn it off so it's more it's more about how do you respond to those and i'm sure that you've had a ton of those instances where you're like holy crap i didn't prepare for this by any stretch but you know, what do we need to do? And that's where coaches and administrators and those people tend to be really good problem solvers because they have to be able to respond. 
I agree. I think in our business, there's a lot of good problem solvers and you just have to, to, to get the event going. No one wants to cancel the event. They want to play. That's what we came for. It's like the final exam of a class and you just break it down and, and you stay calm. And I've been fortunate. I've you know had enough experience in that, but I also try and learn. I try and watch someone that does solve it that I know how to solve it the next time. So I don't need to call somebody. And there's a lot of good resources and you rely on a lot of other departments. And thankfully in my previous jobs and here at LCC, you have good maintenance people, good, good fire safety people, good police people. You know, when we had the fire alarm, the, the fire person from Delta or Delhi township was excellent to work with. But, um, in previous jobs, I, I knew where to go. I, you know, we've had training. That's the, the other nice thing about education is we get trained in a lot of these emergency situations that help us prepare for incidences at events or even if we're at the mall or movie or something else. But just out of curiosity, do you, what made you transition from to-do list? Because I think most people have to-do lists, whether it's in their head or on paper or on their phone, but what made you transition? Learning just people I've listened to, people that I respect, including you, that um, have showed me the benefits of it. Um, I've always, I, I'm like, in some of, you know, when I've done all those different strength tests, you know, accomplishing tasks is, you know, something that motivates me and excites me and stack wins. And I just, I'm, I might get a lot done, but I might not be as, haven't been as productive as I've liked. And just learning that, putting it on my calendar so people won't, maybe won't distract me at that time or part of it's memory to know to do it. And, you know, with to-do lists, as I talked about, when, you know, something gets thrown at you and you don't even get to your three things until lunchtime, you just, now you have another list where scheduling it, it just seems more productive, more effective and um, just different, you know, people on podcasts I've listened to and I know you do that too. So I'm still in the initial stages of that and I'm not perfect and I still struggle. And the nice feature about my calendar is I can paste and move it over to the next day if I don't get it done that day. But, um, it's, you know, goals for the new year. That's one of them. And I'm trying and, and I worry a little bit because, you know, a lot of people want access to your calendar and, you know, by putting those on there, they might, feel like, you know, a meeting that might need to take place over that, but I have it blocked off. So I'm still b- um, balancing that aspect of it, but I also hope it minimizes my surprises and minimizes, you know, thing that, you know, I can maybe prepare a little farther in advance for too. Right. Dedalian. I think with the uh, surprises, I am not a huge surprise fan at, at all either. And it's one of those things where, uh, like you were talking about, you got this to-do list and then all of a sudden a surprise comes up in the middle of the day and you've got to go ahead and take care of something else. And it kind of just throws everything out of whack. But I have also looked at surprises as um, being a process and experience of learning to go with the flow. And I think that's very much important to be able to do that. Uh, you know, that's life in general. <laughs> you've got to be able to. Uh, I remember earlier this year, I walked out in my backyard and a tree had fallen in my backyard And I had a plan, you know, for the day and I was looking at this tree going, well, I guess this is what we're doing today. And everything was thrown out the window. Um, But I also find it funny that uh, Steve said something about most of the time, most people don't really uh, care for surprises unless it's a positive one. I can tell you that I'm not always happy about that either. I've had three times in my life where somebody has given me a surprise birthday party. (laughs) And it's one of those things for me, I'm kind of somewhere 
in between. It depends on the situation. I'm either an introvert or an extrovert. It just depends on the situation. But for me to be in that moment, I have to prepare myself ahead of time to know I'm going to have to be with all these folks and the be center around of these attention. people. Yes, yeah. the center of attention. And it's funny because I can do it sometimes, but when it comes to that, it's it's tough. So I'm, you want to be prepared. Yeah. Unfortunately for you, you're very similar to me. I'm an introvert by nature, but my job expects me to be an extrovert. Exactly. Yes. And um, I don't like surprise parties either where, you know, people in my family do. So we have them for them, but they know better than to have it for me. But I believe it is a life lesson and I believe it, it applies to athletics where, you know, coaches try to throw surprises at other teams you know, with strategies and, and maybe personnel. So coaches have to learn how to handle those surprises when you call a timeout or you change innings, you know, mm -hmm. maybe and sometimes we over coach or over surprise people, but it is about challenges. And, and I agree, it's not what you signed up for, but at the end of the day, it could be a pretty significant accomplishment because as we all know, changes happens out of our comfort zone. And, and that's usually what a surprise will do to us is take us out of our comfort zone. And then how do you respond to it? And that's something we're really trying to train our student athletes 100%. on how you respond to things. You can't, you can't control what happened, but you can control how it happened and we do that from like a baseball standpoint where we'll have something on our schedule that we're going to have an inner squad scrimmage seven innings or nine innings whatever it might be and that that's going to be it and they get all done with that and think that's it going to clean up the field and go home and we say well let's do another one because they need to be able to respond anytime you're in athletics or life you're going to get all these things thrown at you in all kinds of different directions and just like you said, it just goes back to how can you respond to it? And the more times that you're put in situations where you have to respond, the military does a really nice job of that in their trainings. The more times you're putting put into that stuff, the stronger that muscle becomes and the stronger you become. And so, you know, our teams play a lot of double headers, so you need to get used to those. So that's just like one small example. It's it's you know, the military has done things like where they'll have people take a run and it's a super long run and they tell them that they're done for the day. And, and then they, as soon as they finish the run, they come back and say, all right, that was good. Let's, let's do it again. And they oh, want to, wow. yeah. they want to see how people respond to that adversity because they know that that parallels life in general, because we're going to get a ton of things thrown at us. You and I have both probably had in the last 24 hours, just a lot of different things thrown at us that weren't on our calendars, weren't things that we were prepared for. And we're trying to respond in the most positive way that we can. And it's difficult at times. It's, it's challenging. Very challenging. And, and there are different variables that play into that. I, I try to be positive throughout this, but um, to your point, Dalian, if you're tired or if you didn't get enough sleep or if you're if you're hungry, I mean, there's the new term hangry out there, mm -hmm. you know, which the kids in my family seem to, to excel at. But <laughs> um, it, it is how you handle adversity. And, and that is life. And that is athletics and a, and a great lesson that we can teach. And it comes down to practice. I was talking to a cross country runner this morning at their first practice, Owen from Birch Run, that's in our lineman program. And he talked about how going up that pole that first time was a challenge and, and difficult and not sure about himself. But by the next day, he was getting it down and, and feeling more confident and, and, and reinforcing that this was something that he enjoyed and, and wanted to do. So practice handling challenges and surprises and 
having that right mindset because you've seen people on video that just respond so negatively and it's almost funnier than the surprise of how they handle it that it, it just blows up or you know just turns into a whole negative I could, I could event. see the Dalian doing that for <laughs> yeah, one of his probably. surprise birthday parties <laughs> just losing it and just and it makes a good it, 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 it is it is disorienting and then of course you have that that that, that amount of time where it's like okay I'm, I've got to deal with this but that's part of going with the flow too and of course I had a good time by the time I was done every time but not everyone does. That was the point I was going to make. Someone's trying to do something nice for you, and it turns out to be, it could be a negative thing. It could be an argument. Mm-hmm. It could lead to it. But it's back to how you handle it. And, t- you know, taking a deep breath, you know, breathing nowadays is a, a big emphasis on how to handle things, to stop, think, and, and yes. breathe. Because if you don't, that emotions could, could carry on and it carries on to other people. I mean, we know that in a team, that one negative attitude or how they respond to something could impact their friend or, or some other members of the team. So it's very interesting how a good surprise can even be a negative thing, but it, it, it's about the challenges we face and adversity and the people you're around. I mean, it, you know, it's good to have good people around you that know you or can help you, you know, kind of just re recompass, refocus and, and get you back to your, um, a good place. Because I, I had some training at a conference this um, spring regarding, you know, people want their needs met, you know, whether, and most of them want to be heard and want it to happen now, you know, and that can't always happen, especially in our business, you know, we right. can hear them, but you know, changes and take place overnight. And, mm-hmm. but that's what most people want when they come to you with an issue, but it's also when you handle a, a surprise, you know, how do you, how do you change and get back to, to a good mindset? And it's not easy. No, it's terribly hard. And I know that it, in my own personal life, from a professional level of being a coach, I've gotten pretty decent at being able to handle those surprises and those changes where I've struggled at, at this point is in my personal life. Now it, as structured as I am, I can, I can handle that stuff as a coach or as an administrator, but in my personal life, I suck at change. If, if my wife asks me, Oh, I need you to, to pick up, you know, this or that. And I'm like, what, why couldn't you tell me this yesterday? You know, I, 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 I've got this or I've got that, you know? And so I'm really working on getting better at that because that's what life's about trying to get better. And I, I think that's common where people, treat work differently than home and you know it's hard when you go home because you want it to be different but sometimes it's not and how different we are or handle and I think that's huge in our profession you know having the uniform on and having uniform off and 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 trying to be different but there are some consistencies between the two Uh, any big surprises on the field that you remember over your coaching career you know, a lot of times it's weather dictated is, is the, the usually the biggest one. And some of those surprises take place when you're loading a bus and games are canceled. Some of those surprises take place when you get to a field and the game is canceled. Um, a lot of those are the, the, the big changes because then what do you do? You know, and you have to respond to that because you have a you have a lot of people that are relying on you for direction. And and so those are the usually the biggest changes. We we experienced a ton of surprises this past season at the College World Series in Oklahoma. And we were there for about 10 or 11 days. And anytime you're at the World Series for a long time, that's a great thing. But however, we weren't playing games because the weather was just 
horrible and it was a lot of rain a lot of wind and those were a lot of surprises because we'd get ready to play and then the next thing you'd know a cell would come through and we'd be sitting in one of the booths upstairs uh, being protected and we at one point we we sat for four hours waiting for a game before they finally canceled it Mm. and uh, the boys are just sitting there in uniforms just waiting and so you you get it a lot in sports uh, you have a little more of a controlled environment in the indoor sports so that helps because most things are climate controlled in, in those environments but but the outdoor sports really seem to be impacted by weather a lot you think about football and you got a, a big air attack team and all of a sudden it's it's pouring rain or it's snowing or whatever and they can't really throw the ball very well and they have to run at this point yeah I mean you think about that happening happens a lot and in significant games you know yes. tournament yeah. games or playoff games where a better you know they say weather neutralizes um games and and i agree weather is definitely one of our most challenging surprises in athletics and some of it is because two ways to minimize surprises is preparation and communication and your season should prepare you for weather. We deal with it all the time, but it's still, you don't know when it's coming. And then the communication part is so huge and how you handle adversity and, and the plan you have in place. But with weather, the unknown, you don't know. I mean, you can communicate, we're going to start in an hour, but it might be two or three hours. So the two things that help you minimize surprises are difficult when you're, when you're dealing with weather and athletics and, you know, I believe preparation and communication are huge in any program and in mm -hmm. any program's success and how they minimize surprises and why maybe with those two, you don't have as many surprises. So we don't get used to them or like them. But to your point, actually, we do have more surprises in our game than we think. And yeah. we're better at that than we are at home or in our personal lives and, and dealing with them. For so. sure. You mentioned preparation a little bit. And I just want to touch on, I know we have the student athlete orientation coming up and and you mentioned preparation and so what's it take to prepare for something like that when you've got a hundred plus student athletes that are going to be coming in to learn more about you know the lcc athletic department what's required meet with success coaches advisors you know all of those things what's it like to not necessarily walk people through what's happening but what's it like to prepare for that because there's a lot of things going on in a few short hour span and, and those are the fun things of the job for me those big events we host or the big events i've hosted in the past the state championships the the mcca state championship regional tournaments and cross country i mean i get excited about that but it takes a lot of work up front again trying to prepare for everything checking off boxes, communicating to all those parties involved starting months ago and then with follow-ups and making sure they have the right date, know what the timeline food? frame. Yeah, and again, changing that, you know, reevaluating, not just, it's it's like writing a paper. You, you, you start with it and then you keep revising it and, you know, doing surveys after. We did a survey after last year's orientation. So it even starts, I mean, we started right after last year's of, of writing down notes of what was yeah. good and what was we could improve on. So it, it is a lot of preparation upward and communication, but it's just having an outline, going through that outline and making sure getting things done by communication, you know, working on different documents, you know, not waiting to the last minute, which our society likes to do, which we did in college, you know, and writing papers and that, and you learn that just starting early communication, preparing up front, but because you want to be a positive event. I want no surprises when that happens. I want to try and cover everything. And we're unveiling some new 
new software and such that I'm trying to, to have backup plans in place. So preparing for every think of everything you think can happen. And that same with an event, trying to, you know, what can go wrong and how do we prepare for it? And where are your, how important your PA announcer is for communication. So they excite me. I I want to, I want to, that's a challenge to me. I want to put, I want it to be the best orientation tomorrow. I'm, you know, I, I've been working on it for the last two days, really, you know, digging deep and getting all those, you know, the details it, it's in the details, getting all those details and special things. So it's a, a good first impression. I, I'm a big believer in making a good first impression and, and having some humor involved, having some, you know, things to take away from. So it's a balance. It's like, you know, when I go to church, I want to hear a funny message, not just, you know, a spiritual message and trying to encompass all of those things in it. So I have a couple of videos to keep people engaged. Um, Hopefully they laugh. I hope, but I'll laugh. So, but in general, I can laugh at myself, but in general, I almost feel like it's harder when you prepare really hard for something and you get the surprises. It's, it's a little bit harder than when you don't prepare as much and you get the surprises, you, you kind of internally, you might not say it externally, but kind of internally, you're, you're like, well, you know, I didn't, I didn't really prepare the way I should have. But when you, you put in that hundred percent and you really prepare for, you know, the orientation or whatever it might be, uh, practice a, a game, whatever. And, and you get the surprises. It, it's a little bit harder. That is, a great point because I do get mad if it doesn't go perfectly at orientation or a big event, even though I, I would hope I had good preparation in that event, but there's just something that's going to go wrong. And that's it. They're learned, you know, they're happy mistakes, you know, as Bob Ross <laughs> would say, um, and you just, it's how you handle it. And you're right. I might be upset internally, but I'm going to try and put on a, a good front and be positive and almost act like that was supposed to happen. And, and, and again, it's how you handle moving forward. And like, if the video doesn't work in my, you know, I, I play that power presentation 10 times to make sure I have it down, but I can't believe there was a Bob Ross reference on this. That's incredible. (laughs) (laughs) That's incredible. Yeah. Well, you know, he's, he's more popular now than when he was, when he had his TV show on PBS, Mm -hmm. we uh, had that a conference for some of our conference ADs um, in March, our national conference. And it was funny, there were a couple ADs that had never heard of Bob Ross and they stopped They stopped at a Cracker Barrel on their way home and there was Bob, uh, the whole Bob Ross yeah. display. And, you right. know. I was just in the store the other day and they had Bob Ross candy. It was like a, a, a dipstick. <laughs> well, color, now Bob yeah. Ross has become a whole segment yeah. on yeah. it. I did not know that he had a candy yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. incredible, wow. just I mean, incredible. Goals for down the road for yeah, <laughs> stars on sports candy. But, but again, a guy that took a canvas and made a pretty sweet landscape by just like breaking it down that you won't, you don't, you know, like, and how is that going to become a tree? How is that going to become a river or a mountain? And psh, at the end of the 30 minutes, that's what he did. Uh-huh. And I'm sure there was a lot of preparation and practice up front, which I was also going to say is, how much practice helps with surprises and, you know, dealing with a number of surprises, you expect it to happen, even though you prepare for everything, but just like in life. And just like I tell my kids, the more you practice, the better you get at something. So how important that is and how important that is in our field. Yeah. Well, very good. And thank you both of you for contributing to, there were no surprises, I think on this podcast today with technology or anything, which is always a good thing. So Until next time, go stars. 
Stars on Sports is recorded live at the WLNZ studios. Engineering and production assistance are provided by Didalian Lowry. You can listen to this episode and other episodes of Stars on Sports on demand at lccconnect.org. To find more information about our athletic program, visit lccstars.com. Thanks for listening. Go Stars! This is WLNZ Lansing. You're listening to LCC Connect, a weekly program that features the voices, vibes, and vision of Lansing Community College. To find out more about LCC Connect programs or to listen on demand, visit us at lccconnect.org. LCC Connect. Voices. Vibes. Vision.